It's Jess. I'm Jen. I'm still Jen. Always Jen. We are Fat Mascara, and we are back for another week of beauty news. We're Fat Mascara. I like it. It's like our band name now. Yeah, Fat Mascara, um, rocking the house. Um, We are excited to be back with you. I, I feel like we're gathering around. You know, yes. every every Wednesday or whenever you listen to us. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. We know it's been it's been a, a tough week, a rough week. All over the world. Yeah. And we thank you. We hope everyone is hanging in and staying safe. And um, if you are joining us this week, we thank you for coming back and hope that we can provide a little bit of a, a break for everyone. On that note, what are we going to talk about this week? Let's see. So f- first up, I just want to issue a correction. Um, an episode or two ago, we talked about um, deep stuff, bikini line bumpies. If you <laughs> are like me and are taking bikini line grooming into your own hands during the quarantine, you may be experiencing some bikini line bumpies. And I asked my good pal, Dr. Renella Hirsch, how to handle this. I, ca- I came at you with a lot of great tips. And one of those was to treat with hydrocor- um, over-the-counter hydrocortisone. I was so caught up in her tips, so excited, just like going crazy. And I said 10% hydrocortisone. And a couple of you, you guys, I like you guys because you're so informed. And you wrote me some friendly, friendly criticism, a correction. And you said- Correction. A correction. They fact-checked us. And one of, one of um, the emails was from a registered nurse and said, you cannot get, I said 10% hydrocortisone. They said, Can, you cannot get 10% hydrocortisone at like a CVS. It's 1%. And I looked back at my my notes from Renella, And of course, Renella said 1%. Guys, sometimes I just get really excited and carried away. But if you have inflamed skin bumps, you want to look for 1% topical hydrocortisone. Yes, I'm really sorry. So um, editor's note, I was wrong and I hope you'll stick with me. I do not tend to make these kind of mistakes and I'm really excited that um, you guys are so informed and kind to correct me um, kindly. So um, we are going to also hit you with the headlines of the week, Jen, right? Correct. And we also have sunscreen news to share with everyone. And then our guest is, I think it's really timely right now. We have Dr. Amy Wexler. She's a board-certified psychiatrist and dermatologist. So we're going to talk about the link between mental health and your skin. So that should be really interesting. You ready to do it? So much news to discuss. It has been a week. Even though there's been so much going on in the world, beauty doesn't stop. It doesn't. So first up, in the week following George Floyd's murder here in the United States, as protests unfolded around the world, the beauty and fashion industry was having its own reckoning, rightfully so. And, you know, we're all taking a closer look at how racism permeates the way we do business. Uh, we're doing that here at Fat Mascaro as well. One change we saw that we thought was really interesting. It was a call to action from designer Aurora James. So she's a fashion designer, but on her Instagram, she was asking American retailers, people like Sephora, Target, Saks Fifth Avenue, a lot of the places we all shop for beauty, to pledge 15% of their shelf space to Black-owned businesses, which is, if that doesn't make sense to you, if you're not in the United States, that's because in America, the population is about 15% Black. Um, And I thought that was a really interesting way to, like, put your money where your mouth is. Like, we can't all just be talking about how we want to be better in the future. If you can do hard numbers of you know, sharing Black-owned beauty businesses, that's a really great way to help move this conversation forward. Yeah, I like that it was very actionable and it's something that you can see and it gives people an actual, um, sometimes at work they talk about like uh, smart goals and, you know, it's, yeah. it's like 
an actionable, like quantifiable thing. And it, there's a lot of lip service happening right now. And um, I think a lot of it is, you know, people mean well, but it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do about it? And we should say here at Fat Mascara, we too have been thinking about it. So Jess and I vow to going forward, continue to show a diversity of voices in the interviews that we do here and also increase the number of black owned beauty businesses that we talk about. So when we talk about products, you know, we're not always calling out who the founder is, but um, we're going to do our best in the future to make sure that we're really diverse with the types of brands that we feature and just let you know about more small indie brands that could use your dollars right now. A lot of you have been asking, you know, where can we shop for Black Owned Beauty or on the Facebook group? Um, there's an amazing thread going on with a lot of you guys sharing Black Owned Beauty brands that you love. Love that. Love that. That's great. I want to direct you to, you know, we, Jen and I can certainly rattle off some great brands right now, but I really want to share. Awoma, Mented, Lauren Napier. Should I stop? Okay, I'm done. Uh, I really want to share our friend Julie Wilson's uh great Instagram highlight reel. First of all, if the name is familiar, Julie Wilson was um, Jen's guest co-host when I wasn't um, available one day. She is fantastic. She is the former Essence Beauty and Style Director. Now she is the Cosmo Beauty Director. Congratulations, Julie. She just got the job a couple months ago. Um, she has this highlight reel of almost 200 right now. So we're, the day we're recording is almost 200 Black-owned beauty and fashion businesses, all small brands. Definitely shop the highlight reel. Julie Wilson is at Miss Julie, M-I-S-S-J-U-L-E-E. -E. Go to her highlight reel. It's right there. You know what else, Jess? I should add as an update on she did a just beauty version of this for Cosmopolitan.com with 125. So we can link to that on the blog. That was 125 Black-owned beauty brands. Even better. You don't have so, to go on Instagram. Lots of resources. But follow her too, because she's a really good follower. <laughs> Absolutely. So check it out. Um, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of brands really kind of get with the program and I think they really all are having a, a good hard look at themselves if they if they're if they're paying attention us included okay next up Isamaya French is Burberry's new global beauty director so she's a makeup artist very artistic like just like abstract amazing stuff she's worked with YSL in the past she was also with Tom Ford Beauty as a creative artist consultant at one point and even she's worked with Christian Louboutin too so mm -hmm. now she's at Burberry and um, let's see what she does there you know what's interesting about Samaya French, I think she's really ushered in that very kind of, I would say like ugly beauty, look. <laughs> you know, beauty that is not necessarily meant to seduce or impress grotesque. Yes. It's makeup that isn't in, like enhancing your features, makeup that's like making a statement and looks artistic. She has a really cool aesthetic. So watch what she does at Burberry. Okay. And Jen's science corner. You know, I had to. I just read this really interesting study. This was published in the Journal of the American Academy of Dermatology. So there was a survey of people with psoriasis in China during the COVID-19 pandemic there and the quarantine. And they found that that resulted in people with psoriasis having Having negative effects on both their skin, their skin condition, the psoriasis, and their mental health. So part of the problem was that people weren't working, so they didn't have money to to um, pay for a lot of their psoriasis treatments. But they uh, corrected for that, and they still found that there was a negative impact from the pandemic. And the thinking is that um, it was partially because people weren't having outdoor access, and they were more stressed. And that's what you know, played up the psoriasis. I feel like this is something we'll be talking about with our guest in um, the interview. So if that's intriguing to you, definitely keep listening through the interview. 
Um, another news item. Earlier this spring, America's first Native American beauty brand opened in Window Rock, Arizona, with a storefront, I should say. All of its employees are from the Navajo Nation, and the company, Ashi Beauty, makes high-end skincare and makeup. I actually read about this company in a feature um, in Beauty Independent, so I'll link to that on the blog. But I love how the owner, her name is Asaki Bala France Sachery, and she describes the products this way, which is just... <laughs> I just was like smiling when I read this. The quote is, quote, our skincare line is 98% botanically based, gentle yet effective. Life is already complicated. And my goal is to make sure our products are uncomplicated, and easy to use. Preach, 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 Asaki Ba. I'm like excited to see this brand. I'm going to order some so I can try it out. But for now, just some interesting news. And next up in the business corner. Can I also have a business corner, Jess? Not just the science corner? Sounds like you got a lot of corners right now. (laughs) Okay, fine. Guess what? Charlotte Tilbury has indeed sold a majority stake of her company. It was one of the companies that we talked about was a possible owner, Puge. So Puge is a Spanish conglomerate. They own brands like Jean-Paul Gaultier Fragrances. They also have a lot of licenses. Prada Perfumes is one of their license. They are now the majority stake owner. Charlotte is going to stay on as the chairman, president, and chief creative officer. Unfortunately, I do not have hard numbers for you yet because I know Jess and I had a bet going on how much they paid for this pretty this pretty little um, company. What do you think, Jess? What did we say? Oh, I think over a billion. Yeah. So in the next week, I bet you in the reporting, it will come out what that number is and we will let you know next time we record. I think, you know, I didn't see Puge as, you know, a player in this in this fight. I really didn't. Um, but I think it's interesting for them because they don't have... You know, a, a color brand doesn't spring to mind. They don't. They have, barely even have skincare. They're just so heavy in fragrance. Yeah, they're so heavy in fragrance, and they also don't have a real personality brand. Right. Well, they have Shakira. They do Shakira fragrances, but they're all perfume, I think. But Shakira and Charlotte, like, I just would not even put them in the same. They're not comparable. Yeah, and they don't have a color brand at all. I looked at their brand portfolio when this news came in, and I was like, this makes a lot of business sense. They obviously realize like we can't just be so heavy in fragrance when there's all these other um, places to play in. So yeah, that's the news there. We'll try and find out how much how much they paid. I want to know. Let's let's talk a little bit about numbers. Exactly. Last item. Let's talk about Kylie Jenner, the beauty entrepreneur. She has sadly lost her billionaire status. So that's according to Forbes, who gave her the billionaire status in the first place. In a recent article, um, they looked at her cash out from selling her company to Cody and her personal fortune, and they re-estimated it to be a little less than $900 million, which sounds like a lot of money either way, but there's some important facts in this story, right, Jess? So basically, the it's bigger than them being not quite billionaires. The Forbes editors are basically saying that the Jenners have been inflating their success for quite some time. Over the years, the Kardashians have invited the Forbes editors to their mansions and over to their CPA's offices, basically trying to make them look yeah, they weren't just looking at tax filings. Are. You know, they were given it like the full PR press to try and get like a big number for their family. So they looked richer. I think. And, you know, they wanted to have, you know, be on the Forbes list when they were on the number 59 spot. Chris was, according to their publicist, this is in quotes, guys, so frustrated. We've done so much, she said. And then honestly, like the skincare line that launched last year, they said that they did $100 million in revenue the first month and a half, but the filings show that they were on track to finish the year with $25 million in sales. That's 25% of what they claimed. That's hard math, people. So it just goes to show like PR spin and a big, powerful name that doesn't let you just inflate numbers and say you have things that you don't. It's really, it's kind of annoying. So of course, the Jenners have said that this is all untrue. 
Let's see how this plays out. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Okay, guys, this next segment is brought to you by Neutrogena. Remember, we said we'd tell you when it was a sponsored segment? This is one. So they're sponsoring this, and they help make it possible for us to bring you the podcast every week. We've always gone to Neutrogena for the facts on sun protection. So when they told us they had some interesting news about sunscreen, Jess and I were like, yes, please, we will talk about it, and we will share it with you. So we're not really talking about their sunscreens. They make lovely sunscreens. This is more of like a public service announcement about some news. Jess, 
share the news. I was like, whoa. So I saw the new poll that Neutrogena conducted this spring, and I read that 39% of Americans, 22 and over, say they're so focused on hand washing right now and avoiding all the germs that they're not even thinking about sunscreen application. And that seemed crazy, but maybe it's just like a temporary slip. I don't know. I know. You think like, well, once the pandemic is done, everybody's going to go back to remembering to wearing sunscreen. So they let me talk to this woman is a prevention researcher and clinical psychologist who specializes in behavioral medicine, Sherry Pagodo, PhD. That's who she is. We had a lovely chat and she was saying, yes, of course, we all realize this is going to be happening because you're so focused on other health things. But she pointed me to this other study that was really interesting. They studied Danish gym goers, gym exercisers, I don't know what you would call them. And basically, if they were on vacation for a week and not exercising, you'd think, okay, when they get back, they go right back to exercising. For two months afterwards, there was decreased gym attendance, meaning just the act of like getting out of the habit of something, even when you think you're back in the habit, you might not be. So like she's very worried that this could mean for the rest of the summer, people aren't wearing sunscreen. So I get that, you know, behavioral changes have lasting effects. But personally for me, like if I do one healthy thing, it kind of snowballs and it makes me act healthier all around. Oh, like snowballs in a good way. Yes, yes. yes I was feeling like snowballs is like a bad thing, but you mean like it rolls into more healthy stuff. Yes. Yeah. What's What would the positive thing? Because snowballs go in, goes like in a downhill way, right? What's the uphill way? I don't know. What, give me an example of this positive. Okay. So, okay. So this is the best example. Ready? I remember this commercial and it was for a healthy breakfast bar. And this woman started the day you were like in her body and like looking through her eyes. And uh-huh. she had this healthy breakfast bar. And then you saw her like go to work and maybe like, you know, there was a bunch of donuts at the office and someone's like, you know, Susan, like donut. And she was like, no, thanks, Carl. And then the next thing was, you know, <laughs> she was at, you know. I literally worked with people named Susan and Carl. They like are in everybody's office. Go on. Yeah. And, and you get it. Then like the next thing, the next thing. And then she decided that she was going to, you know, walk instead of take the bus or whatever it was. But you, you could kind of, it was all these little small choices. And it was like one small choice leads to the next thing. And that's how I feel when I do something good for myself. I just sort of believe in myself to do the next thing. It's funny because I feel the same way. I called it like a halo effect. I was talking to Dr. Pagoda about this. She called it like a synergy. Like you're just in the mode of being. She said it's definitely, she's noticed that with diet and exercise, but like there's no research that's true for sunscreen. But I feel like it should be like, I feel like when I'm like, I've been keeping my sunscreen near the mask like the face mask and the hand sanitizer. Mm. So it's like helping me remember to use it. And I feel like I've just been healthier all around because I'm like, okay, putting on the mask, that's a good thing. And honestly, like I've been flossing my teeth more because I'm like, just like all these weird little things. Little things to just try to like keep you in check, especially right now and keep your health in check. And sunscreen is a part of that. Yeah. And also I was thinking about the mask. This just made me think of this. Like, can you imagine a mask tan? You know, like a farmer's tan, they call it here in the States. I don't know if they have that elsewhere in the world. But like when you're wearing a t-shirt and you have like that crazy arm, like, are we going to get these face tans? Nobody wants that. Wear Probably. your sunscreen, you know? So I asked our listeners, how do you remember to put on sunscreen? How do you keep up with this great healthy habit? And like you, Jen, a lot of it is about placement. You okay. said that you keep the sunscreen right by your mask. I have people putting it in their shoes, which is hilarious, oh right by the door. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. 
I thought that was really cute. In their baby stroller, which I think is really smart because I think about that uh, whenever I'm out with Lay. Well, how convenient. You have a baby now, which means you'll be wearing more sunscreen because you have a baby stroller to push your sunscreen around in. <laughs> exactly. And, and, if the, and if the baby is old enough, yeah, keep the baby's sunscreen in there too. That's important. Um, next to their keys. And then somebody else bought a huge jumbo bottle of sunscreen and they bought that and they, they spent the big money to get this jumbo bottle. So they're like, oh, I'm getting through this. I got to get through it by the end of the summer or something like that. Like get your money's worth. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If you've invested that much, sure. So yeah, really good tips. There, It's on our um, Facebook group, our fan Facebook group. Oh, cool. Maybe we'll keep them coming throughout the summer too. And Honestly, thank you to Neutrogena first for the poll because I did not know that was happening. But thanks to them for sponsoring this segment because you know how important sun protection is to Jess and I. And we're just really proud to have them as a sponsor here on the show. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E 
quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there. When I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. So Amy Wexler is one of only a few physicians in the United States who is board certified in both psychiatry and dermatology. She graduated from Duke University and went to medical school at Cornell University Medical College. Then she completed her psychiatry residency, and as if that wasn't enough, from there she decided to do a second residency in dermatology. She's an adjunct assistant clinical professor in psychiatry at Weill Cornell Medical College. She's also the author of The Mind-Body Connection, which was published in 2008. It's such an excellent resource for anyone who wants to learn more about what we discuss in this interview. And with that, here's the interview. Dr. Amy Wexler, welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, we need you. We need you right now. Um, <laughs> this is, this is going to be a really timely topic I think our listeners are going to love. So I'm just going to start out right away. Let's talk about you are both a psychiatrist and a dermatologist. So you're the perfect person to talk to us about this. Thank you. People are stressed out right now. I think it's safe to say um, heightened levels of stress from both the pandemic, social unrest, all the things going on in the world, their usual lives, money matters. Um, and lots of people have chronic stress all the time. So can you just tell us like on a chemical level, what's happening when you're stressed? Like what happens to your body and how is your skin even involved in that? Sure, of course. So all these bad things happen <laughs> when you're stressed. We can start with the brain. So there's a molecule called cortisol. And that's the molecule that goes up during the fight or flight response. And we need it to, because it gets us to run away from a danger, you know, in the savanna if we're being chased by a cheetah. Mm -hmm. But then that danger, either they catch us and we're dead, or we've gotten away in a few minutes. And then the cortisol level is supposed to go back down to normal. Heart rate will go back down to normal, all that. But when cortisol is getting pumped out from chronic stress over hours, days, weeks, and months, it does a lot of bad things to the body. What's interesting is that the brain and the skin are formed from the same embryologic layer. So there's so many interconnections. 
Yeah. When I learned that, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense um, in embryology. And the cortisol that's made makes its way to the skin really easily. There's so many vascular interconnections. Also, the skin actually probably makes its own cortisol. There's a couple studies on that. Cortisol does so many bad things. So it's called pro-inflammatory. Inflammation is really bad. So to the skin, cortisol does it breaks down collagen. So that's why people feel like they can get a new wrinkle overnight when they're mm. really stressed, and they can. It also causes acne. So acne is a disease of inflammation. So that's why everyone gets stress pimples. Lots of studies, like they've done so many studies on college campuses during exam time, they count pimples. Wow. And pimple counts go up, you know, two, threefold. Um, it also messes with the skin's barrier. So the skin's a really good barrier at keeping the good things in and the bad things out. But the skin gets leaky when there's too much cortisol around. So it's called transepidermal water loss, T-E-W-L. just means the skin's leaky. It's leaking water. And in being leaky, it lets some stuff in that it shouldn't just to the surface. So that's why some, some people are like, oh my gosh, like my normal products are now giving me rashes. Like what's going on? Or someone who usually has like really kind of hardy skin and can try all sorts of different fragrances gets a rash. Mm. Also, you- cortisol slow. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask about the inflammation thing because that's always confused me because I picture inflammation like, oh, I stub my toe and it's red and hot and swollen. But like, do your little cells in your skin, like if you can't see it on your face, are they like, are they getting swollen? What is that like cellular inflammation? Sure. So yeah, so inflammation doesn't necessarily mean swelling that you can see, but it is microscopic swelling. So a bunch of years ago, cardiologists figure out that heart attacks aren't just caused by coronary arteries getting stuck with um, you know, cholesterol. It's that cholesterol plaque sits there until it gets inflamed and swollen is when a heart attack happens. So similarly in the skin, um, inflammation in the cells breaks down collagen. Right, right. But it also, if you're thinking about a pore with a pimp, like that can make a pimple, acne is, is, a, is a disease of inflammation. So is psoriasis, so is eczema, just different cells get inflamed. You can't see the inflammation itself. So you've mentioned acne a couple of times and, and its connection to stress. So I was doing a little research prior to our chat and certainly, you know, over the years, you know, Jen and I, we meet with lots of people and acne and the, and the connection to depression has come up over and over again. Uh, there was a 2018 study where researchers found that patients with acne, this was, I mean, we don't need a study to tell us this, have an increased risk with developing major depression. The risk for major depression was highest within one year of acne diagnosis, a 63% higher risk compared with individuals without acne. Do you think that people still, even though we're hearing this over and over again, still underestimate that acne has this major effect on mental health? Yes, I do. It's underestimated all the time. And it- it's so sad to me because I see these patients all day long, every day, and they're suffering. It's real suffering. It's real depression. There's so many studies like that. And there's a great study, a few of them on Accutane. I love Accutane. It's like the strongest acne treatment. It gets a really bad rap for a couple of reasons. But some big studies have shown that during Accutane treatment, depression scores come all the way down and self-esteem scores go all the way up, which is what we always see. Yeah. I think you mentioned that like it's it's underestimated just a quick personal anecdote. I know somebody who their child had such bad cystic acne. This is somebody who's close to me, but such bad cystic acne, terrible, terrible. 
And they, you know, this is a smart person. They said, oh, it's a phase, teenage years, teenage years. They get over it. It's the chips. Like, I mean, they're going these old wives tales, you know, like it's the sweat from the summer. Like, you know, doesn't wash his face. Yeah, exactly. So what is that gap? Is it that they're not getting? I mean, we all have the Internet now or most of us do. Not all of us, but, you know, most of us have access to information. Is it the cost of getting to the dermatologist? Like, what is I know we're kind of talking about two different things here, but their depression is so serious with acne and it's Accutane. I mean, I was on Accutane once. It's not like there, there must be, there is a generic, like it's not like this huge threshold to get the drug, right? Like it's, right. I'm just trying to think about the hurdles to solve this problem. We know that depression leads to such more serious things. Like to me, this is a crisis. I agree with you. I think depression in general is underestimated in teenagers especially, because teenagers are, quote, supposed to be moody, but that's not actually true. Yeah. And depression in teenagers looks a little different than in adults. Like when a teenager withdraws from his or her activities or like, like that's a really bad sign, they can, you know, anyway, and they're more irritable than adults who get depressed, just as a generalization, but it can look, it can look the same. And I think, you know, a lot of parents just think back to their own teenage life. And if their parents didn't take their acne seriously or like gave them 10 bucks to buy some Clearasil or they don't really remember very well, you know, it, I, it's very hard for some people to take it seriously. And I think it's their own psychology and their own upbringing and sometimes their own education level and their own ability to be insightful and empathic. Whenever a parent brings me a kid to treat, I always thank the parent. Mm. You know, you've done such a great thing for your child bringing him or her in here. Like that's, it's a real gift. I'm just thinking about people who are listening here that maybe don't have access to someone like yourself. What can they do if they see somebody suffering with very bad acne and, you know, consequentially, you know, maybe some depression? That's their child? Either their child or maybe, maybe it's even them listening. Oh, well, first of all, a lot of people with acne and depression feel hopeless. And when you feel hopeless, then you you don't try to get help. You think nothing can help me. So just knowing that there's always help, like acne can always be treated and always be improved upon. So can depression. Depression can take longer sometimes, and sometimes it's tricky. And with acne too, sometimes you have to play around with the medicines and it's a little bit of trial and error. It takes a little bit of time, but there's always hope. And the other thing I hear is a lot of people with acne feel like they're alone, like they're the only ones with such bad, you know, quote, really bad skin. Everyone else has clear skin. All my friends are clear, all that. If your friends have clear skin and you're a teenager, then you're either not seeing their acne because it's on their body and it's covered, or they've already had treatment because 92% of teenagers have acne. Wow. And the, the number's still in the 80s for 20-somethings. So it's so common, and yet people feel so alone with it, which makes me sad. So that's why I love to try to educate people about how while it's so common, it doesn't mean you have to live with it, that it's like a normal rite of passage. It's a medical condition. So if you do go to the doctor, the drugs to treat acne would be covered by insurance, correct? The short answer is yes, if you're a teenager. Some insurance companies have made the arbitrary decision that after the age of 25, they're not going to cover acne medicines, which makes zero sense since acne is still really high until, well, for women, until menopause and for men, it could be their whole life. So if I have an insurance company that won't cover medicine, I mean, I fight it to get the medicine for the patient. And what about um, another skin issue that is also very much connected to mental state is psoriasis. So um, that 
psoriasis I read has a 39% of increased risk of being diagnosed. If you have psoriasis, you have a 39% increase of depression, um, anxiety, 31% higher chance of being diagnosed with anxiety. What have you observed? All of that. I mean, I think we, we've known all that for a long time. The thing about the skin is that it's on the outside, right? So if someone has an ulcer or suffers from migraines, they feel horrible and not to discount that, but they don't have to deal with the world interacting with their illness. Right. But if someone has psoriasis on the outside of their body, it's very common on hands and arms and it can take over your whole scalp and cause like tons of dandruff. It's also very uncomfortable. Or acne, if it's on the face, like it's hard to hide. So that interaction with the world becomes really difficult. You're wearing your pain on your face. Exactly. And psoriasis is associated with with arthritis, which can be really debilitating, but you know, in the, since I graduated from residency, that when I was a resident, that's when the first biologic treatment for psoriasis came out, which was called Enbrel. And since then, there's you know there's thirty of them now. So there are these amazing treatments that can really clear up skin. And talking about insurance, like many of them can be covered by insurance. Com- drug companies who make them have a program for people who don't have insurance, and they can get them. So if you can get to a doctor. You can get one of these medicines. And if you can't get to the doctor, I'm just jumping ahead a little bit here. Like if you're able to in some way bring down your cortisol levels, yes, of course, you probably need medical help as well. But would that have a positive effect on these types of skin and, um, conditions? Yes, it, it always does, actually. But if someone has really bad psoriasis and that's causing them depression, I hate to put the onus on the patient to say like, yeah. okay, now you have to, but if someone's going through a stressful period, let's say they didn't have acne for a while, but they used to be acne prone and they start breaking out and they can be mindful and figure out, oh, what's going on in my life to you know, cause this flare up. I think being the cool thing about being mindful is that it's free, right? But it, it takes time and you have to be thoughtful. Um, and I always talk about sleep because cortisol is at its lowest during sleep. And during sleep is when all the anti-inflammatory molecules are at their highest, those really great molecules that heal like growth hormone and beta endorphins. And so if you bathe your skin in those for as long as possible, and for adults, you know, it's seven and a half to eight hours a night, people like roll their eyes at me when I say that, but um, it's really important. Cat naps help too. Then you could heal these things faster for sure. So this is good. When people tell me to meditate to have less stress, could I just like sleep a half an hour more? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like this advice, Dr. Wexler. And if meditation to, like feels like that's not for you, then you shouldn't do it. I'll, I'll sleep. I like that. Sleep is awesome. Speaking of some other conditions that have a tie to stress, I'm not sure if this is your area of expertise, but I've always wanted to ask a guest at one of our interviews about this. So picking. Like, I'm a picker. I feel like literally everybody is a picker, but we just, to different levels, talk about how we pick our skin, our hair, our eyebrow hairs, friends that pick scabs, other people that pick, you know, mosquito bites or whatever. Can you explain why we as humans even have that urge? Like, why can't we just leave it alone? I think picking is so interesting. Some people aren't pickers, really. They're, they're rare, but some people really don't pick at their skin. And, you know, there's a whole spectrum. But I think it's about, part of it's about self-grooming. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm a, crazy lover of chimpanzees. And I last was in Africa last year. And I just, I'm like really into Jane Goodall and all that stuff. And I just sit there with the chimps and they're grooming each other because they're getting bugs off of each other. But also they groom each other when there are no bugs there to self-soothe or, and to soothe each other and to decrease anxiety levels. So there's definitely something to manipulating our bodies that is meant to soothe. And so, you know, people who you see like twirling their hair or inadvertently picking at something, it gives a little pleasure. 
And I think it does decrease your cortisol level. But then sometimes you can scar your skin and leave marks and it cause a problem. Obviously, there can be it can be problematic. But a lot of people do something. It's rare in this world for someone not to do something to their skin or their hair or their nails. It's interesting that there's like a evolutionary biological reason we do that. Um, you said that it can be problematic. So like, how do you know when a picking habit you might have is like, is entering into the realm of, okay, we have a, a, a medical problem? Well, first, how, how much time does it take during your day? If, it, if it's, you know, less than a minute, it's probably not going to be a problem. But if it's 15 minutes or more, I always think like, that's a lot of time to be picking. Like each day. I mean, I've spent 15 minutes on like a pimple, like pre, post, pop, all that business, cleaning it up, <laughs> you know. But you're talking about every day someone who's like going over their face and body. Yes. And how do you help these people? Well, they have to have insight into it being a problem. So a lot of people pick in private and they never tell anybody. Sometimes I'll see it inadvertently. Someone comes in for a skin cancer check, so I'm examining their whole body and I see scabs. But Patients know that I'm a psychiatrist and a dermatologist, and they get referred to me for picking, or they seek me out because it's bugging them. Some people pick on areas that are always covered by clothing, so no one else would know. And it's the pe people who pick their faces. It's so hard to hide that. Is there drugs? Like, how? What would you tell? Like, if you have a friend, or if you yourself are listening, and you are one of these people, and you're just like, oh, it's it's you know a personality trait. But is there a way to fix that? Well, sure. So there are some medicines that make picking worse, like. All the medicines for ADHD, like Ritalin, all those stimulants, um, can start picking. Like people can start picking. That's a side effect. Interesting. Um, so that's going to make people don't often think about that. And there are other medicines that can make it worse. And then there are medicines that can help make it better. A lot of the antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications help it. Not that everyone needs medicine for this, but right, right. Um, if someone's like listening now and realizing, oh, I kind of do that a lot, or I close myself in the bathroom and I'm in front of my magnifying mirror for you know, 10 to 20 minutes and I'm late for a date or I'm late for work because I've kind of lost track of time in the bathroom, that's a sign, oh, maybe I should talk to somebody about that. And it can be a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist. It doesn't have to be a dermatologist at first, though I often work with a psychologist if, if it's a really serious thing for the person. So what about somebody who is just very focused about their appearance or very... Um... Just, just too focused or maybe a little dysmorphic. How does somebody know if their thoughts are dysmorphic? And even people maybe who listen to this podcast, we love beauty. This is like something that we do for recreation. This is fun. Um, but when do we know if the, the thinking becomes a little problematic? How can you kind of diagnose that? It's pretty easy for me to diagnose when someone comes in. But the thing is, if a person's at home, many people with body dysmorphia don't have insight into it. Like if you think of anorexia as an extreme example of body dysmorphic disorder, it's the rare anorectic that knows that he or she has that issue. Um, it often takes someone in their life to point it out to help. It, you never know sometimes. So there are patients who go, people who go from plastic surgeon to plastic surgeon with a perceived imperfection that isn't there. And sometimes they'll get people to operate on them. And since there's no way for a doctor in LA to know that the doctor in Chicago has operated, you know, people can hide stuff and go, but good, thoughtful doctors sitting with the patient taking a good history can get, can get a good sense of it. It's hard with those patients because they really believe that they're right. I can gently point out that maybe they think something is really bad or disfigured, but it's not. Like I disagree with them and why. And it's rare in that moment for the person to say, oh, you're right, doc. Like this is fine. You know, it's, 
they usually need therapy for it. But even like p- people who haven't gotten to that level, like, you know, I'm not talking about the the kind of cat woman lady who's like, <laughs> who's been jumping from surgeon to surgeon, but Aww. maybe <laughs> like somebody that's just kind of a little, a little too obsessed. I mean, beauty has gone from something that I think the beauty industry has exploded so much in the past five, 10 years where now everybody's really into it, like all ages, uh, true. everyone. And it's, it's recreation and it's fun, but I think a lot of people take it very seriously and everyone's very into their image, like since cell phones and everything have become, now, now everyone like has, like, has a profile. It's become something that I think it's very easy to, I've even questioned myself, like, am, you know, am, I, am I too into this? Like, am I, you know, I think I have a pretty good grip on myself, but sometimes I wonder like how much mental space does this consume in my brain? And I think anyone who's who's perceptive can think like, how how important is this stuff? So d- do you find yourself asking that question? Maybe not of yourself, but you know, of just people who have walked through your office? I do it of myself too. Yeah. Yes. Both. And I think if someone's particularly stressed, they might be ultra focused for that moment on that perceived imperfection. And it just seems bigger and worse. But when I talk to them, it's like, Oh, you know, relationships falling apart, works bad. I'm not sleeping. There's almost always something behind that symptom. And then that's helpful to figure it out. That's really interesting. Can we talk about when it's not a medical problem? I feel like a lot of um, women and men, they talk to each other in this way that I found where they'll, like, your friend will say to you, like, oh, I hate my nose or like my skin's so wrinkly. And I look at these people and I'm like, you look fine slash amazing. But I don't want to dismiss their concerns because clearly they're concerns, but I also don't want to offer platitudes. So my question is like, how do you talk to someone when they bring you their insecurities about their appearance in a way that isn't demeaning? Right. So it's all, it's all about empathy. So you might want to be like, are you kidding me? Like you look amazing or what is she or he talking about? But you'd be like, well, why do you think that? Like what's going on? And they might be like, oh, well, I keep seeing all these photos on Instagram of so-and-so and the list of few people. And then you remind them that there are filters and photos that they think are just like candids or not candids. And just like when I was a kid reading Vogue magazine thinking, oh my God, like I'll never look like that. Well, they didn't look like that either without touch-ups and you know Photoshopping and all that stuff. So I think part of it is the barrage of social media and photos and videos that are meant to look natural or like no makeup and all that. Like this whole thing about having no pores. Well, then you're not a human. Like everybody has pores. Yeah. There's no, right. So, but people like often, oh, my pores are so huge. And you look, and then you say, well, are you looking at your skin in a magnifying mirror? <laughs> yes. Well, don't, because you don't really look like that. So ask questions, I think, is what is yeah. that what you're saying? Like, don't just be like, oh, you're beautiful. Don't worry about it. Right, because then that person thinks, oh, she didn't understand me. She didn't hear me. And they just still feel crappy. They feel worse because they mm-hmm. still have that feeling about themselves. And now they think, oh, and you don't understand them. That's good advice. So I read this thing once this writer Gia Tolentino wrote. She was buying like an exfoliating serum. And she said, am I buying a, or a cleanser? Am I buying a cleanser or a psychological safety blanket? And I was like, oh, that is ringing true to me. I think a lot of women find a lot of psychological comfort in buying skincare products and using them. It, could that be actually true? And like, why and how would like having a product be comforting mentally? Oh, I think it's totally true. I call it hope in a bottle. So does the industry, but like, you mean like real mental hope. There's a lot of parts to it. So first of all, some of these products are expensive. And if someone spends the money on herself, it's a good feeling. I was able to buy that for myself. This product is so amazing. And I was able to buy it and I saved up 
and it's going to be awesome. So there's first that thought, well, okay, I'm doing something nice for myself. And then the packaging is a beautiful and the marketing <laughs> and, and you buy into it because it says like, it's going to lift or it's going to, you know, it's going to take years off your, whatever it says, whatever it I'm already excited to buy it. I'm like, what is it? What I is it? it? Dr. Wexler. <laughs> and marketing, like there's a whole psychology of marketing, right? It means something. And so there's this whole placebo effect of I've bought something, I spent money on it. The more expensive it is, maybe the better it is. Um, and it's special and it smells good and, or it smells bad. So it must be really good for me. Right? <laughs> there's that whole thing. Um, and then if, if the product has a nice like sensorial feel to it, mm-hmm. then there is that experience of applying it and feeling good. This is before it's even done anything to your skin, right? So you've probably lowered your cortisol level a bit. You've probably lowered your heart rate and your blood pressure and, mm. and you're just feeling good. And that's a good moment. And whether or not that product's really doing anything, as long as it's not hurting you, I think that's a, that's a real boost. And I, I'm okay with it. I, I don't like people to spend their last dime on products. Like that's terrible. And I hear those stories. Like it's so sad to me. But for the most part, people don't do that. It's more of that monkey self-care. Like we're touching ourselves with the serum. I totally get it. Even when you were talking, Jess's eyes were like relaxing and closing. I <laughs> oh, I was going to a place. I was going to my fantasy bathroom that I've built in my head. There's like, <laughs> y- y- yeah, there, it's an, there's an elevated tub. There are plants all around it. There's a huge double sink. Your happy place. That sounds awesome. So now that we've all like pictured our perfect bathroom and we want to apply all these products. I'm in the tub. Uh, you guys just carry on. Okay. She's <laughs> in the mental tub. So what are some of the things that you do your self-care with? Like skincare, sure, but also like makeup and hair care. So I'm not great with makeup. <laughs> I've taught myself and my daughter's taught me a lot of stuff on applying eye makeup pretty well. How old are your daughters? My daughter Zoe is 21 and my son Jaden is 18. Okay. Okay. And Zoe's like really good at makeup and she can do like that perfect cat eye eyeliner that she learned on YouTube like a few years ago. She's and she's sort of can do it in both eyes perfectly. She did my toes last weekend. So she's really much better at that stuff than I am, but she's taught me stuff. But um, it's funny because I was a tomboy growing up and never wore makeup. I remember my dad telling me like in seventh grade, you know, Aim, I think you should start wearing some light blue eyeliner like your friends. <laughs> Oh, that I've never heard. It's usually the opposite. I don't want to wear light blue eyeliner. But anyway, so it's what's funny is that I've been working with Chanel as their skincare consultant for almost 10 years. And my friends from high school tease me because they're like, <laughs> seriously, Miss Tomboy? Like, and now you're Chanel? But I've gotten into it. And I've learned a lot from the Chanel team and all that stuff. So I'm, I, don't, I don't wear makeup on my face, but I always wear sunscreen and I always wear always moisturizer. Well, it's funny because in quarantine, I stopped wearing any makeup and now I'm seeing patients, but I'm wearing a mask. So I don't even have to worry about blush or anything. I just put a little under eye concealer and and mascara and I go. Eyes only. So what, do you have a favorite sunscreen? So during the year when I'm in the city, I wear the Chanel UV Essential 50. Do you guys know that Oh, is that that the shaky, shaky one? The little shaky one? Yeah, you shake it up. And it's so cool because it has 17.1% zinc oxide in it, but it rubs in. It's like really cosmetically elegant. But it's a, it's a tiny bottle. It's pretty thin. And when I'm at the beach, um, I usually layer a bunch of sunscreens <laughs> because mm. my skin is so fair. Does that help? Put like, is it a different product because they have different like? Yes. Oh, okay. So you're getting all the wavelengths covered. I'm getting all the wavelengths covered, and I'm reapplying every hour like a crazy person. But look how fair I am. I mean, you're very I, fair. I am, and I have some melasma, which is that like 
darkening of the skin from the sun and birth control pill and pregnancies and stuff. And it hates the sun. So I have to be really careful. So I like, I have some sunscreens from France, the, um, mostly the Anthelios ones, the La Roche-Posay, but only, I only like the ones from France. I have some sunscreens from Australia, <laughs> um, one called Invisible Zinc. And then in the US, I've got the Chanel one. And then there are some much better zinc ones from the US right now, like even Aveeno and Neutrogena makes some zinc only sunscreens and zinc blocks UVA and UVB rays like right away and doesn't clog pores. You don't have to worry about acne. Oh, is that why you like zinc? You keep saying zinc, but I was like, I wonder why zinc is so great. Yeah. Zinc is so awesome because it works right away, blocks UVA and UVB, doesn't clog pores, can't be allergic to it. It's a mineral and it's not not bad for coral reefs. We're going to go get some zinc for sure. And before we let you go though, we do this thing with all of our guests. Uh, we ask them five quick questions, like a speed round, no pressure. This is to, this is meant to lower your cortisol levels, Amy. Okay, I'm taking so a deep chill. breath. Jess, do you want to take it away? Ask the question. I'm ready. Okay. I feel refreshed. I feel rejuvenated. Oh, how was the mental tub? That was nice. It was great. I, I, I'm, des- <laughs> I'm designing it in my mind. I don't have a house yet, but I'm designing this bathroom in my mind that is just for me. It's like completely all about serenity. I cannot wait to show you. Okay. That's awesome. All right. So the Fat Mascara 5 questions we always ask. What is the first beauty product you fell in love with? I'm such a nerd. It was a body moisturizer because I had really, really bad eczema and dry skin as a kid. Oh, and my, blame me. I know. My mom got me this Vaseline intensive care and it was called dermatology formula. Oh my gosh. That's so great. It's meant to be. I know. They discontinued it like 10 years later and I thought my life was over, but then I found Cetaphil <laughs> that came out. But not really a beauty product, but it really, since I was a kid, I have moisturized my body, my face too, after every single shower of my whole life. So you have to do it while the skin is damp, right? Yeah, I just, I shower a towel off and then the skin just acts like a sponge and sucks it in. And it only takes like one to one and a half minutes to do my whole body. So people who say they don't have time, like they, I've timed it. You have, you have a minute and a half. I know. We have we have no excuse. Okay. That's always my excuse. I don't have time. I got to do it. Who is a celebrity that you haven't met, but you just know you'd be best friends with? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to meet her. And we would totally hit it off. I love this. Yes. I love this. We haven't gotten her yet. I mean, we don't have a lot of, we don't, we don't have a lot of dupes. I just like love that you said that. Okay. What's your most indulgent snack? And be specific. Your favorite indulgent snack. I would say Malamar's. <gasps> nice. Oh, it's the best cookie. Right? Do you put it in the fridge? Sometimes, although I don't love the marshmallow and the graham cracker getting so hard. Oh, well, you can't find them right now. It's summer. They only they only sell but them. But I stock up. Nice. For people around the world so they don't know, they only sell them in the fall and winter because they melt in shipment if it's warm out. That's right. That's for our Australian and UK listeners. Go on, Jess. Oh, I love a Malamar. Love a Malamar. Okay. What song pumps you up? Steve Winwood, While You See a Chance. We haven't gotten that one yet either, but... I'm probably dating myself. No, no, we've gotten a lot of... Uh, we've, we have, we've hit all the errors. We have to start the Fat Mascara Spotify pump-up list. Oh, I would love that. And what do you want to raise a wand to? And by raise a wand, that is like what kind of... What product are you obsessed with? TV show, movie, whatever it is. So I have an answer for all those, but I'm kind of preoccupied right now with Black Lives Matter. Kind of can't think about anything else. And raise a wand to the movement. Raise a wand to the movement, for sure. Excellent answer. You've been a delight. I, I feel like uh, there was a lot of actionable advice in this interview, like oh, a lot good. of things I'm going to do too, to and things for our friends and family that we can help them with. Yeah, this was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Dr. Wexler. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jen, for having me. This is great. 
it is time to raise the wand. Remember when I used to sing raise the wand? I'm not going to do that for you. Oh, God, I forgot <laughs> about the singing. Our listeners are probably like, no. Longtime listeners are like, please don't, please don't. Okay, so let's raise a wand. First up, we have a listener raise a wand with a little commentary too. Like we told you last week, please just call us or send us your voice memos, whatever you're feeling and thinking. This is Trisha Young. Take it away, Trisha. Jen and Jess, hi. I'm leaving you guys a message for the first time. I want to say your podcast is just spot on. Incredibly amazing. I am a licensed esthetician in the state of Massachusetts, and I work in sales and hair care with salons uh, in Massachusetts. So I started listening to you probably right before COVID, and I drive for a living, so normally I'd listen to you all day long, but now I just get the pleasure of listening really on my drives to and from the forest where I spend all of my time walking. But I just want to let you know, I love your podcast and being in the beauty industry, it's always great to hear about everything, obviously. I have my hands in everything. I read everything. One thing I wanted to mention is you got to check out Zit Sticka. And yes, I said that with a Boston accent. I don't have a Boston accent, but it's called Zit Sticka. And it's brilliant. I wish I invented it. It is for a blemish. It sticks right onto the the top of the blemish. It has little teeny needles in it. And it pokes into the blemish and feeds really good ingredients to kill and clear up that one blemish. You got to check it out. They're not cheap, but they are rocking amazing. So thanks for all you do. Hopefully you can throw this on one of your podcasts and talk about Trisha Young gives you Zitstika information. Peace. Trisha, I love it. I love the way you pronounce Zitstika. I can tell you those products, that is really cool. They're not like needles. They're like made of, um, they're made of the ingredient and they barely hurt when you put the stickers on. So don't think it's like a needle needle, but very good product. Nice raise a wand. If you guys want to send us your raise a wands, you can email a voice memo to info at fatmascara.com or you can always call us. Our number is... Hit it, Jen. (laughs) One day I'm going to make you say it. 646-481-8182. Jess, what are you raising a wand to? I am raising a wand to finally a dupe, a dupe. Give me your dupe. For my discontinued Maybelline purple eyeliner. So, Oh my God, our biggest link out ever on the blog. So many people of you clicked on this liner that Jess loves. So it was this purple liner. I'm forgetting like the name of it. Maybe it was like moonlit purple or something, but it was, um, it doesn't matter because you can't even buy it anymore, but it was a shimmery lilac um, long wear pencil from Maybelline from about two years ago, maybe three years ago. Um, and they discontinued it. I don't know why you guys did that, Maybelline. I know that um, I've talked to Claire, the publicist, on numerous occasions about this, and there's nothing Ma- there's nothing Maybelline can do, but they, they said goodbye. And I put it on our Instagram because I it was like the last my the last stroke in the in the pencil. I did my makeup a, like a month or two ago, and I said, "Do you guys have any dupes?" Well, you guys are on the case. Our FM detectives. <laughs> I have now my Marc Jacobs Beauty, the gel eye pencil. I think it's the highliner. In yes, excellent lu- eye pencil. Lunatic, L U N. Lunatic. 
Yeah, I don't love the name, guys. Don't love the name. I, I'm not a lunatic. Oh my God, I'm so nerdy. There's a moon reference in both of them. Maybelline Moonlit Purple and then Luna. I think it was called Moonlit Purple. I might have made up Moonlit Purple, but it was something purple. Let's just pretend. And it was the lunatic. It's L-U-N-A and then like in parens, tick. It is a, a lilac with silver sparkle in it. And it sounds like it's made for teens and tweens. It's not. It really looks great on like all ages. It's not too like clubby. Um, it's great. I'm wearing it now. It, it really is like the ultimate dupe. It's a, little, it's a little expensive though. It's $26. And it's also twist up. Those eyeliners are worth it. Ooh, they're good. They like don't drag or pull or skip at all. Like, especially if you have the crepey lids like I'm mm -hmm. getting, like even with little wrinkles, you can still get a really smooth it's line. It's so great. And you don't have to sharpen it like and get the shavings everywhere. It's twist up liner. Love it. Okay. I'm raising a wand to a foot file. Here it is. I brought a visual for you. <laughs> Girl, my feet are a mess. So between the, I've been wearing the cast or the boot, whatever, for the broken foot. I think because the other foot is now getting harder working because it's carrying the weight of everything because the other foot's not working. The calluses on the front of my toes, I don't know if it's also because it's summer and you could see them more. You know I had the electronic file, which I used for the bottom, but there was nothing. Like my second toe, they're so crooked now, my feet. The second toe is bigger than the first toe, and it just gets this weird callus on the top. The only thing that I have found that, have, that works is the Chechi, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, personal care product razor file. It's a diamond laced file. I have had this thing. I want to think, I want to say seven years, maybe six years, seven years. I have never gotten a new file for it. It has never gone down. It's like got diamond powder on it. And it, you just file it in the shower when your feet are damp and it gets rid of any callus. Even those fancy electronic one I have, like doesn't do it the way this thing does. So it's 24 bucks, but I am telling you, you never have to replace this thing. It has truly been in my shower for I, it's probably more than seven years. So raise a wand to this. I'll put a link on do the Do you do it when you, with the, while the water's running or after when you're, the, the shower's done? Do it while the water's running at the very end of the shower while it's warm because you will get, you'll see, it'll get on it like the little bits of dead skin. Ooh. So then I want to keep rinsing it under the warm water while I keep going. And it doesn't ever hurt. You know how some of them are just like kind of painful and then the puma Ugh. stones, they're just like, they don't, they don't cut it. They don't cut it. I need some of this chechi shit. It's good. So um, I'll link out to it so you guys can have smooth feet all summer too. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Our show is produced by Atwill Media. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Fat Mascara. Go to fatmascara.com to get a link to our private Facebook group and hit us up. If you have a beauty question, you can send it to us at info at fatmascara.com. We'd love if you send us a voice memo. We also want to hear your razor wands. Send those to the same address, info at fatmascara.com. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Just throw us some stars.